consultants walk in, they give you a great book. It sits on a shelf and collects dust. And we make a real point at our firm of making sure that every single step is executable and that people buy into it. The internet isn't standing still. The internet isn't done changing. I thought the internet would be something that would dramatically affect the future of humanity. Because we make these tools and they're constantly surprising us in new ways what we can do with them. This is the moment. We are now in the middle of this phenomenon on these platforms. I'm David Colby, and I'm here with another episode of the General Internet Podcast. Today, we're going to be covering business consulting in the digital world. A lot of business owners these days are approached or have thought about hiring a consultant. A lot of times, there's a lot of questions about what services are available. And when it comes to the digital era, it's uh, more important than ever that you get the right expertise assisting you with any type of digital transformation for your business. And that's where a business consultant can step in. Uh, Our guest today that's an expert in this field is Nick Green. Nick is the founder of Parametric Pro Consulting, a specialized business consulting firm that has helped businesses of all shapes and sizes in a various digital transformation exercises. And Nick cut his chops originally with the Business Development Bank of Canada as one of their trusted consultants. He's also an MBA from Cornell and is active in the real estate industry, but we're definitely not going to go into that now. That's a show on its own. Full disclosure, Nick and I have worked together in the past on several digital transformations, and uh, we've come a long way since we first chatted in a hot tub at the luxurious Best Western Inn in Coburg, Ontario. Uh, Welcome to the show, Nick. Glad to have you. So the, the most important information that any business owner could take from a conversation like this is specifically what does a business consultant like you do for business owners? Well, I mean, there's a variety of different subsects of a consultant. There's strategy, there's finance, uh, there's project management, implementation. Um, For me personally, I'm a strategy and finance guy. That's my specialty. Um, And really what it's about is it's about about having a coach. It's someone who helps a company see where they can improve. Even if they're Tiger Woods, they still got a coach. And there's always places to improve and iterate. And and basically, we help with that. Perfect. So... Uh, as mentioned, we've worked together in the past. And so to back this up a little bit, tell us a bit about the path that drew you into launching your own uh, consulting firm and and how you got into this business originally. Well, uh, I was coming out of Cushman and Wakefield. I'd been there five years as the one of the senior analysts for Western Canada for uh, that period of time, using getting a chance to do huge projects, billion-dollar projects. And uh, all of a sudden, I... I was. I decided that it was time to move on. I, I hadn't. I wasn't growing for a little while, and uh, a, a lawyer called me up, a, a friend of mine, and the, the lawyer basically said, "Hey, I've got this opportunity. We've acquired this big company. I need your help because we don't understand what's going on with the wastage, with the staffing, with the HR, with the systems, uh, and for the sales process. And we we just need help to restructure this company." And I kind of landed in it, and so uh, that's where I met you. And a couple of years later, I do recall um, those. A couple of years, years later, I formalized that education uh, with an MBA uh, with a specialty in consulting. Awesome, awesome! And here we are. Um, so, 
a lot of times when it comes to business consulting, if you do a Google search or, or you, you talk to people in the industry, a lot of big names pop up, you know, McKinsey, Accenture, Boston Consulting Group, E&Y, and it's not always the most positive publicity that you hear and the most positive stories. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, consulting isn't a new area. It's been around and, and those names have kind of risen to the top. Tell us what the most common misconceptions, given that reality, are when a business owner approaches someone like yourself. Well, most consulting firms are either the really big ones or the one-man shows. And that, that's kind of the breakout of 90% of in the industry. So the really big guys are the guys who have an accounting firm that feed them business or are just so large and scaled that they draw their own business just by reputation in and of itself. Mm -hmm. and, and those guys have been growing and, and are amazing. And they've built this huge infrastructure. Uh, what most people don't realize is, is because of market digitization, because of business digitization, um, a lot of that competitive advantage is gone. Uh, you know, something as simple as uh, basic softwares like Calendarly and basic systems like uh, Squarespace, for that matter, have made it so that uh, a lot of the functionality and the added value the big shops used to add is now effectively obsolete. And then you get the small one-off guys. And they're the guys who've been in the industry for 20, 30 years. They're experts at this particular industry, uh, generally specialists. And they have a niche that they leverage and continue to use. But there's not a lot of shops kind of in the middle where you're not charged the $600 a rate an hour, um, but you're also um, getting a diversity of skill sets. So having a mid-sized team helps. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, we see that all the time with uh, any type of digital tool when we're building a custom system is you you had the original big shops that charged an arm and a leg. And then there's a there's a bit of a gap there. And then you have out of box. You, you, you touched on it, but what do you see the biggest mega trend is in terms of these digital tools? What what have you seen change in the industry? Because as you said, a lot of these big even consulting firms seem like they're lagging behind what is available. And it's a more nimble organization like yours that's able to provide true value and get them running in a, in a more cost-effective manner. Well, I mean, you, 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 nailed the, you nailed it with the conversation earlier where you talked about um, do you use a bunch of out-of-box stuff that doesn't talk to each other? Hopefully some of it does talk to each other. APIs are becoming more and more common. But um, nonetheless, every mid-sized business, any business that's really worth its salt has a, a competitive edge, a competitive niche. They have something that differentiates the way they do business, and that's why they hold their niche. So there comes a point where, uh, you know, you have basically consulting is about what you know, what you don't know, and what you don't know you don't know. And the well, most that's, dangerous that's, section. Uh, taken from Donald Rumsfeld. Nice. The known knowns. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and, and, and what you don't know, you don't know is the truly dangerous section of a business. So when you're going in for a strategy mandate, uh, the client knows their business better than I ever will. They know the, the boots on the ground. They know the nuance of it. And, and that's really important because they can feed enough information to build. What they know they don't know is things like digital systems and digital marketing, where you guys clearly have a competitive knowledge advantage. But where strategy mandates really have an advantage that most people don't realize is in the don't know, don't know section. 
you didn't know you could qualify for grants. You didn't know you could qualify for uh, highly leveraged financing. You didn't know by cleaning up your books in a certain way with your digital systems that you could get better financing and qualify for buildings. You know, there's all these things that you don't know. You don't know. You didn't that- know that if you digitized and had proper reporting, you could get acquired not by your competitors, but by a private equity firm for a significantly higher valuation than your competitor buying you basically to put you out of business and buying your client list, exactly. which most people think is their succession plan. Yeah. And I mean, most people don't even understand how, how multiples on EBITDA work for valuing that business, right? I mean, if, if, if I'm not a active academic businessman, but instead I'm a, a guy who just genuinely worked my butt off for years and built a huge industrial company, um, why would I need to know that? That's not information that's pertinent. Exactly. Me. And it's always ironic to me because you'd think there's so many tools out there that you we would come across businesses that are a lot further, more further along in the digitization process than they are. But I'm always surprised that very successful businesses, when you shine the light into the into the dark corners, they're running out of date systems, they're doing patchwork. You know, we've seen companies that have run software that hasn't existed for over 15 years and there's actually a sub industry of service providers that are actually servicing it that are not the original developers just to keep it running and it makes sense from a dollars and cents standpoint but ultimately the opportunity is to take advantage of the tools that are available and that's something that uh, people need your your type of expertise to to unlock well like you said we've been through the trenches on quite a few companies now. Uh, and what I found so interesting about uh, the process that we went through and going through it is, is that more often than not, companies have no idea what they actually want or need. And they didn't know they needed it until all of a sudden it was an option. Um, you know, uh, how many companies have we been into together where we go in, we, we structure a full process. We've interviewed every single employee. Everyone's had multiple iterations of the process flow. They've exact idea of what their business is going to look like once it's digitized. And the second you turn it on, they go, oh, but we didn't think about this, 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 and this. And you go, well, that wasn't an option before, but now it is. Exactly. It's it's a process more than a single solution, that's for sure. And that's where a service like yours is, is the most important. So um, in terms of specifics, uh, is there any projects that you've completed or that you've worked on that really showcase that those big wins that that showcase, you know, start to finish what what you guys have have achieved. You obviously don't have to specifically name a, a name, but just a just a general description of of a of a business where you where you saw a big win. Yeah, well, we've restructured uh, distribution companies before and helped them with vertical integration opportunities that would have never happened if it weren't for the infrastructure that was put in place. Uh, We've done a bunch of margin analysis for large-scale multinational companies, uh, making sure we optimize operations, uh, leaning inventories, just-in-time inventory practices. Um, We've been involved with uh, 2,200 acres of... uh, uh, official community plan zone spaces in the last year. Uh, we've been involved with restaurants and restructuring restaurants from the ground up. Um, and just recently, and we're quite proud of this, uh, Parametric Pro created our own registered RSP TFSA eligible fund for uh, taking advantage of a flaw in the real estate market for condominiums. Nice. Sounds like you're, you guys are very busy over there. Definitely hustling. <laughs> 
So uh, if you had one thing to to just, I, I mean, we've covered a lot of these, but if you had one that stood out to you that is kind of the golden rule in terms of any entrepreneur, any business owner that's listening, what's something that you see everyone is doing wrong in terms of, or you're often seeing that is doing wrong in terms of when it comes to working with consultants or considering working with consultants? Well, or particularly when you get into larger companies, you know, uh, 40 plus comp- uh, employee companies, um, you start to see uh, a breakdown in desire. So let's say a consultant gets brought in. And clearly the management wants it, the shareholder wants it, they're ready to go. Um, But the mid-management doesn't want to change. They're very happy with the way things are. Change resistance is a real thing, even if it's for the better of their job, even if it helps shorten their day, even if it makes their life easier, it's quite often very hard to change a habit. And so what happens is, is you get half the company super on board, super supportive, very involved and very excited. But if you don't make sure that culturally the whole company buys into this, it becomes a real problem. And that's partly top down, but it's also partly bottom up. And that's something that a consultant can affect, but they can't actually be there every day to make sure that that new habit holds, that that enforcement and that policy holds. We can structure policies around it and we can give you the guidelines, but there comes a point where there has to be that maintenance and that care and that engagement. And so, um, There's a point there where there are countless companies where consultants walk in, they give you a great book, it sits on a shelf and collects dust. And we make a real point at our firm of making sure that every single step is executable and that people buy into it. Totally. That's great. And and I couldn't agree more. I think that from my experience, what I see a lot of is the middle manager problem. And I think that there's a self-interest motive there too. Um, if you're, if you're a manager and you're not a shareholder and you're not an owner, which is generally a, an organization that we found is not our sweet spot. I think that there's just a simple calculus, a mid manager that has, you know, 25, 50, hundred people working underneath them that are resistant to change that are the last people that want to have to learn a new system that have to sit down and process map their, their work that need to have a light, a light shone on them in detail in terms of what it is you do and what is the value you bring to the business. There's not a lot of people that are waiting and excited to have that process performed on their specific role. And so you get a bit of, um, like you said, from the bottom up resistance. So it's all about managing expectations. And that's why like we as a consultancy make a real point of talking to every single level of staff. We don't just talk to the management. We don't just talk to the mid-level guys. We go right to the floor and all the way back up again. Because if you don't get that buy-in, you can't push past the finish line. Exactly what you said. The change resistance becomes too too material. Totally. Um, so in terms of uh, the brave new world we find ourselves in, um, given the fact that we're talking on Zoom and you're not in studio, it, it alludes to this um, new COVID reality. And... Um, I just was wondering is how has COVID changed your business? Do you see a a significant reduction in business? Has it changed how people communicate with you? Have what, what are the realities on the ground for, for your business in terms of COVID? Well, there's certainly less travel. Um, We used to travel probably two to three weeks a month somewhere in the province or down to Vegas or over to uh, China to go help various companies. Uh, But the, the bottom line is, is that, uh, 
our business as a, as a gross hasn't materially gone up or materially gone down. But I would say that uh, the methods by which we're uh, working with our customers and our teams has changed and in some ways improved. On, on that note, um, beyond COVID, what do you see as the big trends in consulting? What's, what's the future hold? Well, I mean, I think the big thing that's coming, and uh, you and I have spoken about this before, but I think the big thing that's coming is basically that we've got the boomers retiring and selling their businesses and transitioning. And I mean, you look at the multiples of EBITDA that uh, stocks are selling at or the relative cap rates that, uh, that houses are selling at. And, you know, it's 20, 50 years sometimes to get your money back. But these small and mid-sized businesses, especially those with long-term stable contracts are trading at two, four multiples. And I think that uh, there'll be a lot of mid-sized businesses, which represent, by the way, 90% of the businesses in Canada, uh, transitioning um, uh, gradually over the next couple of years. And a lot of the younger generation doesn't have the capital to acquire them. So they're going to be sold for either steel or wound up. And so you're going to see a huge transition in those those small to medium-sized companies. Definitely. And I think that that's... I, that's the huge opportunity is, is like you said, the kind of options are get your accountant to clean up your books six months before you want to close shop. And that's most people's succession plan. But the reality is, is that the only way to increase the value of your business beyond its true intrinsic value is to go through some type of digital transformation so that you implement some type of new intellectual property that will actually increase the value of your business. Of course, standard plan is talk to lawyers or accountants and they'll help you wind it up, but they can't increase the value of the business. There's nothing they're going to do there. They can unlock hidden value um, by the way they present. Uh, But the reality is they're not going to increase the true value of your business, but by engaging the right consultant, by implementing the right digital strategy, you, you actually can increase the value of your business. And beyond that, as discussed earlier, you can get a multiple because if you got proper reporting, proper controls, proper accounting, you open yourself up to a whole different realm of potential acquirer or investor. Um, you just become a business that becomes more attractive to a larger audience, which is going to get you a better value. So, I mean, a simple example, uh, which I actually came across a few weeks ago, there was two different power washer companies for sale in a town. And one had long-term contracts, entirely manual, and uh, the same amount of equipment as the other. But the other was all mom and pop over the, you know, over the counter, kind of call in and order in. And the long-term contracts had a dramatically higher multiple just because of the security of cash flow. So you combine that with digital systems to optimize your scheduling, uh, combine that with wastage tracking or GPS tracking for payroll, combine with this custom system and integrate that in your accounting. And all of a sudden, 30% of your overhead is gone. Your variable cost is down. Your labor cost is down. Your customer base is secure. And you have just basically created a ton of value in six months, a year of your company that you would never have otherwise been able to capitalize on. Let alone the scalability and the growth opportunity of expansion at that point. Because, I mean, the word scalability is probably the most overused term in both our industries. But the reality is, is what scalability means is a replicable model that can produce predictable outcomes and 
that's what that's what a digital system provides and that's what someone like yourself and parametric pro can help them provide get to absolutely and that that speaks to the strategy well uh nick it's been an absolute pleasure um always interesting insights and and always nice to hear where you're at and where the industry is going and i know we will be in touch soon on some interesting projects and you will likely be back to discuss the trials and tribulations and the and maybe some little bit more from the trenches in the future about uh what you've gone through but thank you for your time i appreciate it thanks talk to you soon take care